Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hej och välkomna till Kunglig Koll, podcasten för dig som älskar kungligheter. Sara Eriksson här i vanlig ordning och i annan vanlig ordning så brukar även Roger Lundgren sitta vid min sida. Den här podcasten är dock lite annorlunda upplagd. Det är nämligen så att Roger som annars när han en podcast med mig jobbar som chefredaktör för Kungliga magasinet där även jag då jobbar och skriver för han har varit ute på ett litet kungligt äventyr och nu kanske Roger det kommer att bli lite trött på mig när han hör det här för jag ska gärna dramatisera ord och, och förstärka dem lite grann äventyr kanske var att men han har varit med om ett väldigt spännande och intressant kungligt möte här i Stockholm det är nämligen så att Roger har träffat prins Eremias Charle Chalaise som är född 1960. Och han är ju då sonson till Etiopiens legendariska kejsare Haile Chalaise, lejonet av juda som gick bort år 1974. Prins Eremias är överhuvud för det etiopiska Crown Council och Roger fick som, fick som sagt möjlighet att träffa honom i Stockholm för ett samtal när han nyligen besökte vår kära huvudstad och intervjun är ju då givetvis på engelska men det är väldigt kul att vi har lyckats få ett sånt unikt och spännande material till våran podcast så jag hoppas att ni tycker att det här är en liten annorlunda rolig grej i podden och att eh, ni precis som vi tycker att det här mötet är väldigt spännande. Så det är min lilla introduktion till Rogers kungliga möte. Varsågoda. Så so, your highness, uh, very much welcome back to Sweden. And uh, you were here a year ago and now you're back again and why have you been invited back to Stockholm? Uh, thank you for this interview. Uh, I came back this year uh, again for the Stockholm Cultural Awards, and uh, it was wonderfully uh, a wonderful evening attended by very prominent scientists who were uh, mathematicians who were prize winners this year. But more importantly, I had the opportunity to also uh, further my conversations, which which I started last year regarding uh, charitable activities for Ethiopia. Because you, sir, are head of the European, Ethiopian Crown Council. Uh, 
How would you describe what that is and what you do? Well, the Ethiopian Crown Council is really the last institution left in terms of the imperial family. We have been in exile, as you know, from 1974. So in the past year, many things have changed. And we see our role as being more involved and integrated in Ethiopia and contribute to Ethiopia's development and also help with cultural and heritage preservation. Is there also within the work that you do sort of like, like a monarchist movement, movement to bring back the monarchy to your country? Well, there are some people who believe that uh, um, the, the monarchy has a, a role to play in terms of unifying the country. Uh, I think in, in terms of the politics, things are much more open in the past year than they've been in the past. And if it's going to be a democratic uh, society, I'm sure th- those people will also have a voice. So there is, there is definitely a, a, a movement and a support for that. What are your Imperial Highness's uh, views on constitutional monarchies like the one that we have here in Sweden? In, in my own perspective, I think, you know, although the final decision is going to be the Ethiopian people's decision, I think monarchy has played a great role in terms of stabilizing society, in terms of continuation, in terms of providing unity. It's not evolved in day-to-day administration and acts as a guardian of the country's, uh, you know, history and uh, integrity and uh, social fabric. And as you as you can see in Sweden, it's very popular. And I think uh, in many ways also it can curb the, the sort of uh, uh, extremities of politicians who have a very short-term perspective, whereas monarchy tends to look at the long-term overall. I know that when you were in Sweden last year, you had the, the pleasure to meet the, the king and the queen of Sweden. Uh, what were your impressions about their majesties? I was uh, incredibly impressed how very simple and human they were, how much concern they showed not only for people in Sweden, but all around the world. And I'm you know, tremendously impressed by all the work they do in terms of raising awareness to issues and also contributing to helping firsthand uh, through their charitable organizations, many worthwhile causes. Do you stay in touch with uh, other royal families around the world? Yes, we, as much as possible we do. We, we often get invited to events and uh, other, uh, or, uh, other events where we're mutually together. So absolutely. Um, Unfortunately, I haven't kept up as much with the African royals as I should, and I hope to be doing more of that in the coming year. Uh, because you, you live in, in the United States, yes. but you do also travel a lot around the world and to Ethiopia, I guess, several times a year. Yes, we've been very fortunate to do that. And uh, increasingly now we're uh, going to Ethiopia and hope to be doing more of that, in fact, spending more time there, so uh, in that sense, uh, we've had the opportunity in last year to meet with uh, uh, 
you know, members of the United Arab Emirates families and uh, the Savoyas. So we hope to to continue to build these relationships. Um, we all know also that there are very sad days in Ethiopia right now because of a horrible uh, plane crash that took a lot of people's lives. What are what are your views about this sad occasion? It's very sad, and in fact, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with the Ethiopian people and those all over the world who lost family members. And I was incredibly actually uh, amazed by how many people and nationalities it affected. It just shows you what a codependent world we live in and how much more closer we have become than what people would normally think. I think there were... I don't know how many nationalities uh, who lost their lives there, and I'm particularly saddened to hear that four Swedes had lost their lives. So also I I feel uh, very saddened by that. Ethiopia is a beautiful country, but a country that has gone through a lot of problems and heartaches throughout the years. Uh, How do you see upon your country's future? Um, I'm very hopeful. I think we have a very uh, visionary prime minister who definitely wants to bring people together and make the appropriate changes and is dedicated to bringing democracy. And uh, I think the world is also very supportive of his his work. I just hope he continues the path of reform and bringing people together and, more importantly, reconciling with our history because we haven't had that opportunity And I think, uh, as you just mentioned, it's been a tragic and a very eventful and conflict-ridden uh, uh, country for the past 40 years. So it's also very important, uh, and I hope he starts to focus on building uh, national reconciliation. And considering history... Uh I know that you get this question quite a lot and it's easy to understand why because your late grandfather was one of the most famous people who has ever lived on the on, on earth emperor Haile Selassie what are your memories of your of your late grandfather um my memories of him are his incredible discipline how how much he devoted to uh, the vision and cause he believed in and uh how much he did for the Ethiopia. I mean, I don't think Ethiopians realize uh, that uh, wh- that he brought the country from a donkey age to the jet age. And I hope in time people will begin to realize it. But in my, as a child, from a child's perspective, what I remember the most is his love for animals, particularly dogs and horses, and also the time he spent with, the, with us. So... We were very blessed to have some quality time with him. When you did have quality time with him, what would you do, what would your children do? Well, we would visit the the, the animals in the palace. Uh, we go also different parts of Ethiopia and visit uh, there. And when we had quiet time, oftentimes he'd walk uh, with us, the children, to different places. Uh, and then also he took us by car wherever he went in terms of visiting hospitals or patients or uh, opening new factories. So I remember those uh, snippets of time we spent together. 
Is it true that your grandfather had uh, pet uh, lions? Uh, absolutely. I wouldn't call them pets, but there were lions in the palace and uh, they, they weren't indoors or anything like that, but definitely we'd visit them. Uh, you could hear them roaring in the background. Were you afraid of them? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but your grandfather would receive a lot of visits uh, from all over the world when he was the emperor. Do you, uh, I mean, you were very young in those days, but do you remember any of the visitors from Europe or America that would come to Ethiopia? Definitely, I remember the visit of Marshal Tito mm -hmm. because I was a recipient of a transistor radio as a gift and I was very impressed that he would think of the children. So that I have a very particular memory of. And then I remember also the visit of Her Majesty the Queen. Uh, and I was old enough, maybe six or seven. And I remember the parade uh, the, in the uh, carriage when she came into the palace and all the ceremony that attended it. So that's a, as a child, that's a very big highlight in your memory. And when you think about the fact that the queen is still on the throne in England, how, how do you view that? It's amazing. It's, she's been very blessed to... to Uh, be a queen for such a long time and to be able to serve her people without a flinch. What an example she sets uh, as a standard for all royalty. Huh. And um, then, of course, uh, there the came darker days in the 70s. Uh, what are your memories of the revolution and when did you leave the country? I was fortunately out earlier before the revolution started. I was back in school in England. Uh, I was attending a boarding school at that time. Uh, so I was very fortunate to have missed the tragic parts uh, on the ground, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a traumatic period for me or other members of the family who were out because I remember the, the, the trauma of hearing uh, of the imprisonment of my family, of the death of my grandfather, of the death of other family members of where the country was going daily from bad to worse. So all these were uh, very tragic memories uh, that I'm sure has affected me on, on some level. Uh, and uh, But uh, and also I consider myself very fortunate that I didn't go through to the extreme of what other members of the family went through in Ethiopia. At what point did there's Did the relationship between the imperial family and the state of Ethiopia start to grow again? Well, after 1991, when uh, the communist or the military government fell, which was really uh, a very, uh, tragically, a very brutal government, um, and this is a term we still haven't come to terms with, and... Uh, Uh, we were allowed as Ethiopian citizens to return. And, of course, the government allowed for the retirement of my grandfather in 2000, which was the first time I ever went back after so many years. So cautiously and uh, progressively, things have improved after that. What was the feeling the first time you stood on Ethiopian ground again? How, what a beautiful country Ethiopia is, firstly. Mm. I was just uh, incredibly touched how much, uh, how people have maintained their culture. 
and then it was mixed feeling, to be honest. I mean, you know, what makes a country is uh, the people you remember, the people you know. And after so many years, the people we knew had all died or, uh, you know, been in exile. And it was a whole other generation, a whole other uh, society. So definitely creates a sense of mixed feeling in you. And uh, when we look back about things, what what it was like in the 50s and especially in the 60s, and also considering that uh, in uh, Jamaica, the Rasta community with Bob Marley, they would, well, they called your grandfather the Lion of Judah and they would see him as as a god. And uh, what are your opinions about all of that movement? Well, you know, I understand it in terms of uh, black pride and uh, black identity in the sense that they saw in His Majesty uh, uh, the dignity of Africans. And this has been a history that was denied to people who had always been represented through the prism of slavery. So for them to find these rare heroes, especially in kingship, is perfectly understandable why they gravitated towards uh, Ethiopia, towards His Majesty, towards Ethiopia's history of independence and so forth. But uh, His Majesty never, he was a very devout uh, Orthodox Christian who never claimed to be God and told them that because he views that as sacrilegious. But uh, you, I'm sure he also understood uh, the psychology behind uh, the support and love that uh, Jamaicans express for him. Mm. And I, I view it the same way. I, I was there, what, two, three years ago to celebrate the 50th uh, uh, commemoration visit of His Majesty, and we were received with uh, enormous love and, uh, you know, uh, hospitality. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was also very gratifying to see an Ethiopian Orthodox Church that's been established by His Majesty, as well as a school, a high school, uh, flourishing. So these are the, these are the things somehow that uh, he left as uh, memories of his visit there. So these are two important institutions, education and faith. So you are a very much your, your royal, your imperial highness, an international man. You travel all the time and. And uh, I guess your heart belongs to Ethiopia. Do you plan to move home to Ethiopia again? Absolutely. I think home is home. And I, I feel there are better times ahead. And I think there's uh, a lot of hope for Ethiopia. I think I see a, lo- a bright future. And uh, we have experience living abroad for so many years. And I think it's time to also spend quality time back home. And finally, sir, uh, there are a lot of Ethiopians living in Sweden. Uh, do you have any message to them? Absolutely. I think uh, the Ethiopian diaspora, whether it's in Sweden or the United States or throughout Europe, have a big role to play in contributing to the development of Ethiopia. And I think the opening is there today. There is a government that is willing to engage the diaspora to get involved And uh, I hope they will take this opportunity because uh, Ethiopia has been on many uh, crossroads before. And uh, as we've witnessed, it's not always been the right road we've taken. Uh, 
So I think everybody's contribution for charting the future course or the future road ahead is very important. And no one, not the government or no individual can do it alone. It has to be a collective effort. And I believe the diaspora has their contribution to play. With that, Your Imperial Highness, thank you so very much for this nice interview. Thank you very much again, and it's wonderful to be back in Sweden. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.